we're talking about, all of you know that seeds can grow into big things. And you got to be careful. Uh, there's a thing like um, overseeding. You know what that is, overseeding? That's right. They will tell you sometimes if you want to see, but don't overseed. And so we're, we're talking about, uh, it's been a request of some of the ones that we would go over Satan's strength, 16 deadly deeds. If you would ask any policeman, fireman, military person, or anybody that deals in those areas, they would tell you exactly what I'm talking about, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. They would tell you the same thing. The Bible tells us that we're in spiritual warfare. Right. So if we're in spiritual warfare, then there has to be uh, some things that we need to look out for and be careful about. That's right. And so what we got to do is the Bible teaches us that we know Satan and we know his devices. But we're going to go over it. No, we're not doing all 16 today. We're doing one, so don't everybody get all, think over here all day long. Yeah, right? We're doing some things that you need to be aware of as an individual. And we need, we're doing some things that you need to be aware of with the people around you. That's right. A lot of times we look for the big stuff, but nobody's ever stumbled over a mountain. Yes, sir. Right? it's always been a molehill, right. you see? And like I tell you, there's a lot of people, well, even if you don't know anything of a policeman or a fireman or a military person, uh, you, you all are chief fans, aren't you? Or some of Man. you. <laughs> some right. of us have a greater ideal of the sport, but we won't talk about that, all right? <laughs> Not this year, but anyway, they would tell you that they understand what I'm getting ready to talk about. And many of you are in here with your spouses. Come on. Don't be, okay. Wow. <laughs> right? And, you, and many of you have children in here. Isn't that right? Right? So this is a life lesson to help us to get through. See, one of the things with me that when I was in church, once you got saved, then now what? You see, salvation part was easy. But then the attacks and living the life was the hard part. So we're going to talk about something that you never want to forget this lesson here. You don't neither want to overestimate or underestimate any of these four areas could be fatal. You don't want to over or under. There's a lot of people got themselves in trouble. You didn't know anybody that thought they were more than they were. Amen. And when it crashed in on them, they fell apart. Amen. You see, right? And then there's some people that <coughs> underestimated it the same way. So here's the things that I was telling you. I'm going to read it very slow to you. You need to know Satan vices that he uses. That's right. And every, and we say he, but when you read it, it's still he and she, okay? Mm -hmm. All right, here we go, first one. 
First one is that he or she must know their weakness. You need to know your weakness. You may tell you something, maybe a secret to some of you. Yeah, got them. That's right. Every one of us has got some weaknesses. That's right. And you better know your weaknesses. And when we look at it, and it's very easy to understand it because we use sports and we do different things. And we, because uh, many of you all are ready for Monday, all right? What the team always comes at your what? Weakness. It always comes at your weakness. That's right. And so all week, you, they've been practicing on their what? Weakness. To strengthen it up the best they can. That's right. All right, and the next one is? He or she must know their own strengths. You must know your own strengths. Because sometimes you got to come to your strength. You say, I know my weaknesses and I know my strengths. In our household, uh, Gwen is medical and mechanical. She does the medical stuff and the mechanical stuff. That's right. Right. That's right. You don't want to see me with a hammer and a pair of pliers and a screwdriver. It's, it's right. bad. It's bad. Right? And when she can't do it, she calls Isaac. All right? Now, but I'm good at the finance. I can squeeze the dollar till the eagle fly off. <laughs> I'm good at that kind of stuff, and I'm good at the housekeeping. I can do all that stuff, but medical is not my gig, and mechanical is not my gig. So I know that, you see, so I don't step in there. And I'm not, come on, men, I'm not prideful. Amen. You see, a lot of men would say, well, mechanical, she worked on the semi line at Ford. Hello. Right. <laughs> you see, so we need to know that in our relationships. That's right. Come on here. And then we can honor each other. That's right. Are you with me? Because we can, and we can help one another because on our one strong, one's weak, we, that's what it means when we come together. That's right. Same way in a family, church family, it's that's the right. same way. All right, here we go to the next one. He or she must know the weakness of their enemy. Now let's get back. You know, you know, you must know the weakness of your enemy. You, you need to know, you better know the weakness of your enemy because then that gives you the ability to know when to attack. Would that That's make right. sense? That's right. As Christians, we need to know the weak of our enemy, okay? Satan can't handle the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He can't handle that. And you better know that. Because you go out there thinking you can do it on your own, you're in big trouble. That's right. So we, we know that part, all right? We know his weaknesses. He knows us, but we know him. Okay, here we go. And lastly, he or she must know the strength of their enemy. You better know the strength of your enemy. You better know the strength of your enemy. Are y'all with me? Amen. Because, it, and there's, some, there's a lot of people that's got themselves in trouble underestimating the strength of their enemy. That's right. People lose their life. That's right. I'm talking about in, in professions, they lose their life because they underestimate the strengths of their enemy. That's right. We're in a spiritual warfare. It's the same thing. Amen. It is the same thing. You need to know. You need to know your own weaknesses. You need to know your strength. You need to know the weakness of your enemy, and you need to know the strength of your enemy. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? You know, uh, because see, there's been a many a person that's got in a fight Teach. Come on. and Teach. didn't know the strength of the enemy. Teach. Yeah, and came, right, you see, I'm dead. using this as a parable. Say parable. 
they came with a stick in a fight with somebody with a Right. I ain't even got to say it, do I say it? That's right. So we need to know that. And it's in everything that we do in life, you need to know these things. You need to know who you are and who you ain't. That's right. You need to know who your enemy is and who your enemy ain't. That's right. You need to know the strength of him and the weakness of him. Because there's some, how many of you are, uh, have struggled in your life? Amen. You may help you out. You shouldn't have. You already got the victory. That's right. That's right. It's in the book. Satan is defeated. If Sister Lynn was up here, she'd be moving and saying, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Right? Is that not scripture? So if I'm greater than he that is in the world, who's got the strength? I do. But when I step out of obedience and become disobedience, who's got the strength? So where does he start talking at? He gets in your head. That's right. And he, you remember, he's a liar and a liar, what? And the fathers of lies. So he will be telling you things about you that he gets you here and make him big. But he's a liar. If he's a liar, one of his strength is a liar. And some people can lie so good it sounds true. That's right. And you can feed off in their lies. The next thing you think, and they really, they say they are. But he is a liar. And so not in this church. In this church, we're going to develop a mentality that we understand who we're up against. That's right. Are you with me? And so we're going to, there's 16 of them, and we're only doing one today. Disappointment. Is it disappointment? Disappointment. Disappointment. It doesn't sound big, but disappointment, if you let that thing get too big, it'll grow like, y'all know, what's an oak tree? What's the seed of an oak tree? It's just big. That's right. That thing get rooted, and you got a problem. That's right. And some of you have let that acorn become an oak tree. Amen. We ain't doing that in here. We know the strength of the acorn. It can grow into an oak tree. That's right. Disappointment. Disappointment can be an acorn. You can crush it, or you can let it grow. You let it grow, it becomes a big tree in your life. That's right. So disappointment means what? First of all, it's sadness. It can bring sadness. That's a part of life, sadness. But sadness, you got to remember, you're going to live with some sadness in your life. But how big are you going to let it grow? Keep going. Regret. And many of you are still regretting stuff that you've let grow and grow and grow and grow instead of just letting it go. That's right. Okay? Or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. Have you ever been disappointed over your expectations, over somebody else? Well. They had nothing to do with you. Teach. And it's destroyed the relationship. Teach. Are you with me? See, it's like church. Uh, A lot of people can find five reasons why they should be in church, and somebody say one thing that upsets them, and they leave. You see? You see, I won't use, Pastor Phil said, well, I I ain't going back there no more because Pastor Phil said such and such. They forget all about the times you prayed for them, you was in a hospital visiting them. They forget all about those things. 
and they take that one thing that pastor disappointed them on, right? We do it with professional people all the time. You see, a doctor does something wrong. I ain't never going back to no doctors. You see, a policeman does something wrong. We hate all policemen. All right, you see, we and you see, and I'm the one to teach y'all something in here. Any profession, from the pulpit on out there, ten percent of them are bad. That's right. So we ain't gonna let the ten percent come on here, discourage us, and leave the ninety. That's right. That's right. You understand? Y'all with me? And so some of you all in here, let me tell you. You're going to be disappointed, you see, but you should, first of all, you shouldn't have been putting expectations on other folks anyway. Really, sometimes you shouldn't even put expectation, expectations on yourself, but you put too much, and that disappointment, when you get disappointed, a lot of people allowed to, to destroy their relationships. Right. You see, I was disappointed in God. Tell me why. <laughs> Cancer? Come on. You see, I'd have prayed for y'all, but I was disappointed when they give it to me. Are you getting where I'm coming from? That's right. Because we blame everything on God, right? Everything's God, God, God. No, 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 no. It's life. You understand? That disappointment could have caused me to back up. It could have destroyed my faith. Sister Evelyn, you know what I'm talking about? It can destroy your faith. A lot of people, they let that disappointment, that acorn, become an oak tree. Okay? Am I doing all right? Doing all right, Pastor. Here we go. What you're saying is to be disappointed is to forget. Is to forget this. Here we go. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 from the King James says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We're not ignorant of his devices. He wants to destroy us. You see? He wants to destroy your family, your marriages, your family. You know, do you know there's some people who are excited about when you fall? That's right. You see? That's right. And we think that we look all around, no, Satan uses people to kind of come into our lives. And we ain't ignorant to that. That's right. A liar is a liar. A thief's a thief. Amen. You see? And he's coming to lie to you and to steal to you. How many of you know the Lord? How many of you know the Lord? Amen. How many of today, Pastor? Whoa, gee, well, no, I, if you didn't say amen, you, you, ugh, go ahead and read. The voice says it this way. I was very disappointed with that response. <laughs> but I'm going to keep on teaching in, in spite of being disappointed with that response. That's right, because you ain't going to Wow, here we go. The voice. It's my duty to make sure that Satan does not win even a small victory over us. And it's my duty as your pastor to make sure that you get the information that Satan doesn't what? He doesn't win. That's why you come to church. You come to church to get some information that will help you to understand when, where, and how, and what. That's right. And it's my duty to do that. Now, uh, some, some folks like to be entertained. I don't like entertainment. I don't like entertainment from the pulpit. I want people walking out, really getting some knowledge, because the Bible says, and Hosea, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. King James says, they're destroyed for the lack of knowledge. So my 
My job is to give you the knowledge so that you can be a better spiritual warrior. That's right. And to know what to do, when to do, how to do, and where to do. That's right. That's what church really should be. But most folks want to be entertained. You see, no, 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 that's not my gig. You see, so if you upset, see, the only two people who get mad at me is the devil and the people who got the devil in them. Well, All right, that was right. good. That was really good. Right. Well, here we go. It goes on to say, for we don't want to be naive and then fall prey to his schemes. We don't want to be naive and fall prey to his schemes. Come on, people. Knowledge helps us to get a greater understanding. In all thy ways, lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That's why you come to church, to get some knowledge. So that you get a greater understanding who your enemy is, all right, and who God is in you. That's right. Okay? You know when, the, when it's your fight and when it's not your fight. That's right. That's okay. Right. Now Romans 8, 28 from The Voice tells us, we are confident that God is able to orchestrate everything to work towards something good and beautiful when we love him. That's what I'm wanting you to do, is have a wonderful and beautiful life. The world needs to see how you're living. I want you to, there's nothing greater than to see families come to church. You see, I tell some of the guys, because, you know, men, I was that brother too, don't like to come to church. I said, it ain't about you. It ain't about you. It's a family thing. It's a family thing. Guys, want me to help you? She does a lot of things for you that she doesn't want to do. That's right. I'm going to do like this. Read. (laughs) So church, the key in the scripture, it says that we accept his invitation and live according to his plan. And so this is what we want to do with Christ's temple, Lord. We accept his invitation and live according to his plan. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God wants you to live a victorious life. That's his plan for you. God's plan for you is to be successful. Every one of you in here has a calling. You were born with that calling. God wants you to get saved so he can anoint that calling. And that calling, you know, is not up in the pulpit being deacons. No, I'm talking about up there. God has given you something. There are no little eyes, big U's with him, no big eyes, little U's with him. Every one of us has a calling. And sometimes just to meet one somebody. That's right than to help one somebody along their way. That's right. You see? Amen. His plan. Whose plan you following? Hmm. You need to ask yourself whose plan. There's a word that gets us all in trouble called ambition. Yeah. That's what I want to do. When I was high school, I wanted to be a judge. Come on. Sometimes I still want to be a judge. I wanted to be, a, I'm talking about to be a judge and sit there and put people where they need to be. Mm-hmm. That's, that was what I wanted, sure. where it wanted to be. No, for real. Because I thought they were too soft. I'd make a good judge. You see what I'm saying? And God said, yeah, get up in the pulpit. <laughs> and teach people who the real judge is. That's right. That's right. All right. 
And then Romans 8, 26, and 28 from the Passion says it this way. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. So, are you a child of God? Yes. Then why are you worried about your weakness? How can you be weak? He empowers us in our weaknesses. That's right. He empowers. You know when I'm the strongest? In my weaknesses. That's right. Because that's what he empowers me with. Do you understand what I mean? He empowers us in our weaknesses. Okay, keep going. This is good. This is good. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray. And there are some things that sometimes you just don't get, you just don't feel it. Has anybody ever felt like it? I just don't feel it. Amen. All right? Or know the best things to ask for. And because I've asked him to heal me. And I, he hasn't done it. So I haven't. I just don't feel it sometimes. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf. And I know that the Holy Spirit rises up in us and supersedes on my behalf. It has been a many a time, I'm telling you, in my life that I know that the Holy Spirit has risen up and prayed for me and also intercede. And I know for a fact that the Holy Spirit, that same Holy Spirit has risen up in other people's lives and some of you sitting in here and had you to pray for me. All right. And it says that the Holy Spirit is pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. All right, we don't even understand it. Keep going, please. God, the searcher of the heart. Remember there, God searches our heart. God doesn't love us, you know. There's there's a thing called lip service. We've all done it. Come on. And all had it said to somebody. Somebody said they loved us here. Come on. But their heart wasn't in it. That's right. You didn't find that out till later. That's right. Right. That's right. That's why you're sitting by yourself. That's right. (laughs) That's the truth, anyhow, Pastor. Keep going. Got more response on that? Yeah, yeah, right. Keep going. All right, here we go. Again, God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit. Yeah, God knows, and let me finish it. God knows what, what, what the Spirit wants because many of us have looked for things in our minds, in our emotions, but it wasn't the right thing for our spirit. And there's been a lot of folks that thought they've got the right people in their head, got in their head, but they weren't the right person for them because they weren't the right person for them spiritually, and they and they broke their heart. That's right. That's just good gospel teaching there. That's right. And I'm here to teach you to get a better understanding of God, yourself, and the devil. All right. And we laugh and we have a good time, and I'm glad you see it because many of us have been the person on the other end. We want to walk to church, get up in church, excuse me, get up in church and walk into church, and like we've always done everything all right. That's a liar. Satan's lying to you, okay? But we need to work on us. And there's some people, we're doing good, ain't we? We're doing good, but there's a thing called better. That's right. You see? You see? And I'm here to help us to get better no matter what level your relationship is with God. To get a greater relationship, no matter what your relationship is with your family, to have a greater relationship even with your family. That's right. We don't want to be passive over here. You see, we don't know 
what we're going to have to do for our spouses, our people we're in love with, our friends, our family. We have no clue. You have no clue what you're getting ready to go down with. When, right. And if you, this is one of the things as a pastor, the calls we get are just tremendously sometimes to just shake your world of some of the things that we get. You see? And so I want to teach you the truth. All right. We're told that the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us. And thank His God. Holy ones. I thank God that the Holy Spirit's looking over Johnny Fields. Amen. Thank God that the Holy Spirit's looking over Brother Johnny. That's right. Thank God he's looking over Pastor Fields. That's right. Because sometimes I can be Johnny Fields, and that ain't a good thing. Well. And it says in perfect. And that ain't a good thing. That's right. That's right. Y'all don't want Johnny up here. Because you, know, you want the pastor feels who is anointed to be the pastor, you see? But sometimes, let me tell you the truth, sometimes I want to be Johnny. Come on. Amen. You see, and it's a struggle in my spirit sometimes. It's a struggle in my head sometimes, you see? But the Holy Spirit intercedes for me That's right. and prays to the Father for me. And then the Holy Ghost empowers me to get into the anointing. And you, have, and, and whether it be the anointed as a husband, a father, a grandfather, a friend, whatever it is, yeah. right. the Holy Spirit does that. That's yeah. right. All right. Again, the Holy Spirit pleads before God for us, His holy ones. Yes. In perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. And I pray. That I pray my prayer is the Holy Spirit, pray for me and show me God's plan for me and God's destiny for me. Amen. You see. When I do that, I don't worry about tomorrow. That's right. But I'm prepared. Make sense? That's right. All right. And the reason I'm doing this message is you all are getting ready to go into these holidays. Do you all know, don't y'all don't know that the Thanksgiving dinner, somebody in his family is going to act a fool? That's right. Somebody's going to get disappointed. Come on. Because the turkey's too done. Come on. Come on. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Y'all know this is going to happen. That's right. You see, I remember when we were kids, you couldn't say anything, but now the parents, you know, they're, they're friends to the kids. You see, my mother and father says, it's just more for me to eat. That's right. But it's going to happen. Some of you are going to get on planes and be in an airport six hours. It's a part of it, but you'll be able to handle it That's right. because the Holy Spirit will give you the patience that you need to deal with it. Amen. Then the Holy Spirit's powerful, right? It'll give you courage, too, and strength, won't it? You need to go home. You're getting up out of here. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You're going, all right? And when, when somebody had to do that, I want you to come here next Sunday and tell me, Pastor, you were right. I had to send so-and-so home. Because it's going to happen. That's right. All right? Here we go. We're told all this, so in verse 28, it says that we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. Everything in my life is woven together for good by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why would you want anything else different? Here we go with the next one. All right. It says, for we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. You have been called to fulfill a design purpose. Yes. 
And you know why a lot of people fail? It's because some other folks don't answer their calling, and when they're at the crossroads, that person that God had a purpose for them to be at that crossroad, they failed to be there. And when you fail to be there, it causes a lot of people damage. Some of us men are reading uh, Kingdom Man by Tony Evans, and one thing Tony Evans is big about, fatherless homes. And he's talking about fatherless homes, and he first talks about all the the fatherless homes where there's not a father in the house. And then he talks about uh, fatherless homes when there's a father in the house, but he's not teaching and the kids are still fatherless. Right. And we're learning and we're growing how to become better kingdom men. You see, because that is our purpose. And we all see this. If we're looking on the news and we see all these young people going through this stuff, Three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. If I would have had to see and see, I don't. They don't need any policemen when I in my household when my kids are growing up. I was the policeman, the bondsman, the judge. My kids would have stayed out like that. They would have asked Mister Police, Mister Sir, take us to juvenile. Because why? My daddy's coming. Because God's plan for us is to raise our children, yes, yes, and to become kingdom men. And you can't be a kingdom man or a kingdom woman. Gwen's teaching the Christ of kingdom women. Kingdom man, unless you know this stuff up in here. You're called to do that. And the Bible says, we're fathers to the fatherless and mothers to the motherless, so you ought to ain't gotten children inexcusable. If you are a Christian, you're a father to the fatherless. You're a Christian, you're mothers to the motherless. That's right. That's our purpose. That's a design purpose. That's right. All right. We're told all this so we can live like Philippians 4 and 13. The voice says, I can be content in any and every situation through the anointed one who is my power and strength. Write that down. Because when you're disappointed and you're going to get disappointed, you'll be okay. No matter what situation or circumstance could be, I can be content in every situation through the anointing one who is my power and my strength. Trouble will find you. But that scripture is a very powerful. Trouble will find you. You can't live on this earth. When you don't have any trouble, you're up out of here. And you all just living you're going to find trouble. Right. But let me tell you, God will give you the power and the strength to deal with things that you didn't think you could deal with. Right. I'm a witness to that. Right. My wife would probably say she's a witness to it. Yeah. Dealing with me, all right, before I got saved. That's right. Continuing on in 13 to 15 from the Passion, it says, I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. So there's nothing in my life or your life, if you're a Christian, that you can't conquer. The Holy Spirit will empower you and infuse you to conquer every difficult situation. And I love the Bible. What that means is you're going to have some difficult situations in life. That's just the way it is. There's going to be some difficult situations, but the Holy Spirit, you get on your knees and pray, the Holy Spirit will empower you and, and, and you can be a conqueror. There's no way out of this. 
There's no way out of this. There's going to be some difficult things in human beings, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian. There's always going to be something you're going to have to deal with. Even if it's not in your life, it can be in somebody else's life. But God will give you the power to conquer every difficult situation. Remember that. There are going to be difficult situations. That's why it's in the Bible. There are going to be some difficult situations. I love it when I hear these good sermons and prosperity and God. No, the truth of it is you're going to have to go through some stuff. Thank you. It's just the way it is. No one in here has any clue what they're going to ha- happen to them the rest of the day. That's right. You see, no names. I got a call last night or yesterday. Bless that young, a beautiful member who lives out of town called me. She was a little upset, a lot of upset. And this is life. She found out that her stepson, I think stepson, stepson, was molesting her granddaughter. That's what, yes. That's a difficult situation. That's a circumstance. Sister Marvin is here, lost the honor. Last call me from the hospital. She's, she's sitting in here now. This pig passed away. She's there, have to minister to those people. It's called life. That's right. That's right. But we have to be able to know that we can get through things when we think we can't get through those things. Because it's always going to be something. Am I doing all right? That's right. I don't want you walking around there and when something hits you in your face, you fall apart. You'll be able to hear Pastor Phil saying, yes, you can. That God will give you the power to deal with situations and circumstances in your life that you didn't think that you could deal with. And before you leave this earth, you're going to deal with it more than one time. But you'll be okay because you'll go to the first one, the second one, the third one gets easy. Because you know the same God that took you through the first one is the same God that takes you through the second one, the same God that takes you through the third one. You see? Are you with me? What Pastor's saying, it says in verse 14, it says, you so graciously provided for my essential needs during, I'm going to say, every season of difficulty. Every season of difficulty. There's going to be some difficult seasons. Every season is difficult. And when those difficult seasons come, you'll be okay because of what the book says. That's right. Where am I at? 15. Okay. It says, for I want you to know that the Philippian church was the only church that supported me in the beginning as I went out to preach the gospel. This is Paul talking. You were the only church that sowed into me financially. We don't need to know that part, but that's Paul talking. Paul, the apostle Paul is saying there ain't but one church. He wrote all, to all these churches, but only one church supported him. But he still kept his faith. Because sometimes you only need one person to support you. That's right. Everybody can walk away from you, but you get that one somebody in your life That's right. that can help you get to where you need to go. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Now turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. I'm going to read this version from the voice. So, brothers and sisters. All you need to do now is stand firm. Stand what? Firm. Stand what? Firm. Stand what? Firm. All right. And hold tight to the line of teachings we've passed on to you, whether in person or in a letter. You hold on to this. I'm telling you, I promise you, you'll be, you'll, you'll be okay. You'll cry, you'll grieve, but you'll make it. Hold on to what you've heard today. All right? 
I know it's, it's the holidays, and there's going to be some it's a tough times, some disappointments. Uh, didn't get what I wanted. Don't have the money to do this, such and such. But you hold on to what you've been taught today. That's right. Hold on to it. Now may our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One Himself, and God our Father, who has loved us, comforted us eternally. And you know what I need sometimes? Brother Roddy, just comfort. I ask the Holy Spirit to comfort me. I just need comfort. Okay, here we go. And given us a good hope by his grace. And by his grace. Thank you. Keep going. Bring comfort to your hearts and strengthen your wills to accomplish every good work and word. You know, the Bible always talks about what? Strengthening. Strengthening. If it keeps saying about strengthening, you're going to need strength because you're going to go through something. That's right. It takes strength to accomplish the works that God has called you to do. That's right. It always talks about strengthening. You can't be weak, kneed, jelly-legged, and be a Christian. That's right. You've got to have power and strength to live the life to God. That's right. See, Satan's like animals. I watch the animal channel, and animals always go after the what? The weak. The weak one. And they devour the weak one. Don't let that be you up in here. That's right. Lastly, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 30 and 31 from the message says this. He energizes those who get tired. Now... You're going to get tired. Yes. If somebody in hadn't got tired, please stand up and give us the, give us the formula. <laughs> you know, sometimes you get tired. Y'all look at me. Now, let's just be fair. Sometimes you get tired of being a husband. Sometimes you get, you get tired of being a wife. Sometimes you get tired of being a father. Sometimes you get tired of being a mother. And it goes on and on. Sometimes you get tired of your job. That's right. Right, right. right. Yeah, right. So you, you're going to get tired. It's just sometimes you're going to get tired. You understand? It's life. It's life. Sometimes the old folks, you say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's right. Yes. Am I the only person that gets sometimes just tired? Sometimes I get tired of going every three weeks to get chemo. That's right. That's right. I get tired of it. Right. And then I roll up and say, well, you can roll up. Amen. And I'll say it, you can roll up. You see, some people know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you're going to get tired, people. You're going to get tired. That's right. It's just life. But you're going to win. All right? You know that we watch sports all the time. You don't think that y'all's great quarterback, Mahomes, gets tired of people dropping balls. That's right. That's right. But guess what? He keeps his head together. That's right. And he throws back again. That's right. You see? Quit trying not to be human, Christians. There's no place in there. You're human. You're human. That's right. Quit trying not to be human. This Bible is for human people that got saved, that's born again. And God has empowered them. You see? Now, don't y'all go home and tell your folks, I'm tired of you. Your pastor said, be careful now, though. Don't, go, don't get silly. Then, Pastor, it says he gives fresh strength to dropouts. He gives what? Fresh strength to dropouts. Sometimes you drop out. Sometimes. 
Sometimes you want to drop out. It's enough. I'm done. I'm done. This is too much. And then you pray. And he gives you power and strength. And you get the second win. You say, I'm ready to go again. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. All right? It says, for even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall. But yes, those young people what? Stumble and fall. You know, there was a time when I had a lot of energy and I could jump and I was amazed at it. And I was watching this young lady jump up on this thing here and then jump over here and taking all those. And I told uh, one of the guys back here, I used to be like that. That's right. But life brings on changes. That's right. That's right. And sometimes I need him because I've dropped out. Pick me back up. You're quiet because you're learning. Amen. I only got one more scripture, I think, isn't it? 31. All right. He goes on to say, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. He'll give you fresh strength. I guarantee you, he'll give you fresh strength. You're going to be okay. He'll give you fresh strength. Holidays are tough. Holidays are tough. But he'll give you fresh strength. You'll be able to go again. That's right. You'll be able to go again. You'll be okay. I told my athletes that many times, you'll be okay. Yep. Yeah, see, there's sometimes you just have to ask God that you have to have a talk with him. I remember one time my daughter Elizabeth, she's back there with grandbaby Johnny. We were at, not KU, but the, the Indian College of high school, and they were in a cross-country race, and uh, she, was, she ran a bad race. She felt really bad about it, and uh, Stanley, the coach up there at KU, I, he's an Olympian, and so I said, Stanley, I want you to talk to my daughter a minute, because she had a bad race. You know, you cry and you have a bad race, and I asked him in front of her, I said, you have anybody? He's an Olympian now, right? You had any bad races? He said, how many? That's right. And he gave her the best advice. He said, you, you hate how you feel? And she said, yes. He said, promise yourself you'll never feel like that again. I'm giving you some advice. You're going to go through some things? Some of you are probably going through some things in there now. There's a promise. Promise yourself. I'm never going to feel this way again. I'm going to go to this book That's right. and get what I need That's right. to make it through. Amen. 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 Again, those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run, don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. Here we go. Where are we supposed to be at? The front of the pack. We're supposed to be at the front of the pack. You want to be at the front of the pack? Amen. You got a lesson today that'll help you do that. Amen. 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 Wow.